Dive into The Divider, Trump in the White House, 2017 through 2021. Go inside the Trump Oval Office, from the chaotic beginnings to the violent finale, with unprecedented access to cabinet officers, top advisors, family members, and Trump himself. New York Times bestselling authors Peter Baker and Susan Glasser offer a riveting must-read portrait of America's 45th president. The Divider is in stores now. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in. It is the Gut Reaction episode. Of the Mile High Huddle podcast, yes, your Denver Broncos are still technically locked in a boring, bad, terrible, lame, field goal tirade. There are no words for this game. Let's be honest. What's the opposite of a superlative? I don't know. Uh, Curse word? I guess I could just sit up here and like drop F-bombs. But, Zach, the game is not over yet. But what has been uh, your reaction to the proceedings thus far. Let me count real quick. Four words. $250 million. Five words there. They they spent that much money for a quarterback to throw two bad interceptions. They had one last year. They could have thrown a pick for a 20th of the price. I don't know what I'm witnessing, but I do not like it, Chad. This is, without a doubt, objectively, the worst football game I have ever seen, I have ever covered, with the Broncos or not. This is a disgrace to the game of football that's setting it back years and years and years. <laughs> we were talking about this before we went live. He's like, this is oh. the worst. I said, well, the T-ball season was pretty bad. And Kelberman's like, yeah, but did it have the injuries? You know, that they just can't avoid it. Baron Browning starts looking like the truth tonight. I mean, wreck and shop. And then, Zach, what happens? He goes down. Garrett Bowles, maybe the only semblance, the only modicum of O-line competency. He goes down, carted off, no less, in utter frustration and pain. Dude, what? Did the Broncos just fail to pay their tithings to the football gods? I mean, what the no. Sam hell is going on here? No, they retained Lauren Landau, and I'm tired of beating around that bush, Chad. The Broncos are way too beat up compared to any other NFL team. I haven't seen a body bag game like this in quite a while. Every single player is going down. They need to overhaul their strength and conditioning program because something is not working, and the injuries now are getting to a point where they cannot overcome them, Chad. They just can't. It's going to derail their season if it hasn't already. EJ getting in early. Appreciate that with a very, very generous super chat. You to man, EJ. We love you, big dog. He says, Peyton, F for hiring a high school level coach and this awful team he put together. Russ, an F for being a fraud. New owners off the hook for now, trying to decide if reruns of Friends is more entertaining than 
Yeah, the Broncos, hashtag apathy. It's against my religion to say donkeys. So just for what it's worth, everyone listening, if I say donkeys, I'm. it's a massive sin in my religion of orange and blue. But I feel your pain, EJ. Yeah, pain. That's all there, I hear is pain. So this is a rare occurrence. Normally we do wait for the official gun before we go live. But this thing is so boring. We're like... <sighs> Let's just go live. Uh, we'll do a little watch along for overtime. It might be fun for a change up. We'll see. But uh, those of you that are already joining us, welcome. Keep your chin up. It's early. I don't know what else to say here. Plum Bob, yeah, trash offense. Thank you for the super chat, bro. It is. It is. Let me. Uh, well, first, Brad says, why? Why is Wilson bad? Why is the head coach bad? What the heck is this? I think Wilson being bad is very much a reflection of whatever's going on with the coaching. And the irony here, Zach, is Ejiro Evero, who is a first-time coordinator in his respective job, seems to be knocking it out of the park, even though he's got guys dropping left and right. But offensively, man, this is just as bad as anything we've seen the previous six years. It's just Worse. the quarterback's 10 times as expensive. Howie says, this is going to be a very long season. The offense looks terrible. My God, guys, what are we watching, Zach? A continuation of the last half decade, to your point. But I don't I don't remember these type of games with Trevor Simeon, for example. And Simeon was paid, what, a million bucks that season as a starter? I mean, for $250 million, give up three players, multiple first-round draft picks, multiple second-round draft picks, and you're getting interceptions in the end zone. You're getting lollipops that he threw up there. I mean, did he injure his shoulder or his brain? Then it came out that he went into the tents. Maybe he did injure his brain, Chad, but there is something majorly, fatally wrong with this team. Azuro Evero can only do so much, and I give him a ton of credit. He's going to be a head coach in the NFL one day, but I am really souring on the Russell Wilson-Nathaniel Hackett partnership. I've been positive for five weeks now, months now, about this. I've tried to calm the waters. I've tried to be optimistic, but I'm reverting back to my skeptical ways. What I see is an abomination. It's embarrassing. It's a disgrace. Honestly, what other word is there to describe it? So the Colts, they get first crack at this. Philip Lindsay with the dump off gets half a yard gain out of bounds. 727 Mill says, I'm not watching another game. Russ is a fraud. Hackett is a fraud. I feel your pain, dude. Trust me. And this is part of what these gut reactions are, uh, are for. We're here to help you vent your spleen. We're here to help you exercise the demons like Brad here saying, Brandon McManus for MVP with the smiley cry face. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, they don't get a kick block, this game's over, right? If they don't get a kick block, this game's over. It's always that one oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda situation. All right, Matt Ryan, dump off, first down. Broncos aren't looking like they feel like tackling oh, anymore. Oh, I thought Phil Lindsay can't catch, though. Y'all told me he couldn't catch the ball. Looking fine there. Yeah, this this team, we'll have a lot more to uh, get into. As Now, if you see me looking down, guys, it's because with my setup, the only place I can really fit my phone is right under my monitor. So just bear with me till the game uh, finally, the final gun sounds. Um, Zach, what the heck's going on with Nathaniel Hackett? I, I don't know. I have no real explanation as the Broncos are not going to defend. Oh, my God, man. Tackle. I hate Colts. the missed tackles. Kareem Jackson is so bad. 
I don't know. The play calling leaves a lot to be desired, but they can't. It's the personnel too, Chad. It's not just Hackett. He's complicit for sure, but the players are not executing. Russell Wilson is on the field throwing lollipop interceptions. That's not on Nathaniel Hackett. The offensive line gets zero push. I am so sick of watching Glasgow, Cushenberry, Reisner. I feel bad for Garrett Bowles, Cameron Fleming. These are all replacement-level mid-players, and they're doing nothing to help out the passing game or the running game. So everyone involved, the coaches and the players, on the offensive side, are uh, responsible for this crap show. Yeah. It's not often I revert to epithets like, oh, shin. That's all I said. I said shin. Like the band, the shins, or the part of your leg. Culture driving. Mac Dog says, I'm staying up for this. This is the ugliest game I've ever seen. We're talking about a teenage boy who needs his sleep, okay? And he's saying, we need to start calling them the, I can't say it, all right? Now I get the Russ nickname. He is dangerous for the Broncos. They're driving. Look at this. They're Look driving. At this. Lawrence says, not going to lie, I passed out. It was so boring. And I woke up to uh, overtime at nine points. I'm just going to You woke up quiet. to a fever dream, Lawrence. Holy crap, is this bad? And Chad. Randy, li- look at this one. Listen, coaching, coaching, coaching. It, it, absolutely. And if let me tell you something. If Nathaniel Hackett loses this game to Frank Reich, who's on the hot seat, that's two weeks in a row The Hackett would lose a game to a coach that's this close from losing their job, getting demoted, whatever, not a good look. But is it wrong for me to say maybe the Broncos need to lose this game, Chad? Do they deserve to win this? No, they definitely don't deserve to win. Um, It's going to be, let me put it this way, as Nacho asked, how many people in the Broncos organization got wrong the assessment of Hackett? That's a good question. Who's on first? Remember that old skit? Um my brain is like melting down here. Oh, I know what I was going to say. If they lose this, you said, do they even deserve to win? If they lose this, you could be right. Maybe it's like the wake-up call. I don't know. I doubt it, but it's going to be a long 10 days in between games, Zach, if they do lose this. It's going to be impossibly long. But you know what? If they lose this game, I don't want to see another Broncos game for quite a while anyway. They're, this is really setting the expectations even lower and – I, I, there's no other phrase other than setting the game of football back nine points at home. When the defense gives you chance after chance, after chance, the red zone futility, it's not cute anymore, Chad. It's not a a trend or coincidence anymore. It's a full blown issue that this coaching staff and quarterback, I might add, are not good enough to rectify based on what I've seen. The kicker McLaughlin is out on the grass to attempt a 48 yarder. Let's see what happens here. This could give them the... Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. The Broncos will get a possession if they make this, but it's good. So the... uh, Colts go up 12 to nine and here goes Russell Wilson's shot. It's a, it's a, 
do or die situation. Angelo says, thank you for the super chat too, big dog. We should go after Sean Payton because Hackett ain't it. I'm feeling you. You know, there's a big part of me, Zach, as a football analyst that has seen a lot of weird things. I've seen bad things turn good. I've seen good things turn bad. In most cases, you kind of need time and sample size for both potentialities to resolve themselves fully, Zach. But I'm not seeing much of anything redeeming thus far in Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not going to lie. Well, here's the problem. You can't get Sean Payton because he's still under uh, contractual rights with the Saints. You'd have to trade for him. But the Broncos can't trade for him because they traded for Russell Wilson. So they're stuck with Hackett for at least a year. Peyton will coach maybe the Cowboys next season if McCarthy gets fired, but not looking good, man. I was the biggest Hackett fan, as were you, Chad. We were so giddy over the hire and the acquisition of Russell Wilson, but we put up with it for a couple weeks. We excused the Seattle loss. We excused how bad they were against the Texans. We excused the Raiders loss to an extent. I cannot excuse this team anymore. They are laughably bad. I was just happy they hired an offensive-minded coach. Same. Frankly, Brad, the other thing, did. yeah, a lot of good it did us in the end, right? Um, Vic Fangio is laughing his butt off right now. Brad says, the other thing is our defense is elite, but they can't play 60 minutes on the field. Well, then that then that means they're not elite, right? So your argument kind of collapsed in on itself there. But I get what you were trying to say. This defense, if it could just get, Brad, a little bit of help from the offense, right? If If it could just get a little bit, not a lot of bit, just a little bit of help from the offense. My goodness. Rock Chalk says, what a crap show. I'm flabbergasted by this putrid offense. At least we didn't spend $5 billion purchasing them. Do you see the shot of the Penner Walton family sitting there trying to rally a cheer and trying to fake a smile? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money they plunked down and not getting the results. And this being on primetime is one thing, but have you noticed the when the camera pans to the audience, the crowd, how many face palm moments there are and people grimacing and, and mockingly laughing at them. I mean, this is a horrible, horrible look for George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett on down screen. Here goes Melvin Gordon picking up big yardage out to the 50. Is that the 50? Your yardage might've been 40. Let me, t- Oh, now they, they pan from a different angle. All right, here, um, I'll, I'll recap it here. Nice little screen. They, their screen game's been a little bit more on point tonight. I'll give them that. All right, Gordon, out to the 30, out to the 40. So a little, no, out almost to the 50. So he got to about the 49. So that's good. All right, keep it going, Broncos. EJ, also, thank, dude, thank you. So generous. We love you, big dog. Also can't forget the F for Lauren Landau, the strength coach and the medical staff. This team is best described as soft or at least lacking fight. Too many soft tissue injuries. Oh, big play here. Here goes Judy to the 20, to the 15, 14. To the 14, so Broncos can still win this game right now. It says uh, too many soft tissue injuries the last four plus years, Zach. Yeah, and it's a, a subject that we've broached, I think, um, early on before other people caught on to the strength and conditioning foibles in Denver. I, I know he's loved in the city. I know a lot of players have a close connection with Lauren Landau, but it's not just this year. It's not just last year. It's a repeating pattern of lower body soft tissue injuries that are wrecking the Broncos annually. I would definitely look at what he's doing and his uh, training regimens. Jay boys thank you, buddy. As the handoff goes to Melvin, gets about uh, two yards, says, uh, Jay boys can we get Jim Harbaugh as the new coach? Zach, what say you? 
I don't. He just signed a new deal with Michigan, didn't he? That's why he was posturing with the Lions. I think this last offseason. So no, I don't think he's the answer. They're, you're going to have to ride it out, guys, with Hackett for at least a year. I mean, you don't fire a coach after four or five games, and they're paying him. They're also paying Vic Fangio. He's still on the uh, the Broncos payroll as well. They on can't the afford payroll. to have two fired coaches. So love him or hate him, you're stuck with him. Andrew, thanks for uh, contributing stars on Facebook. Appreciate it. All right, handoff to Gordon. He's upended. It's going to bring up like a third and two. Uh, Huero, pardon me. Wait, wait, wait. What was Huero. it, Zach? Huero. Huh? Huero. Yes, Huero. Huero. By the way, I've got a really good picture of you guys together uh, as I'm going through the roll that was uh, sent to me. There were so many pictures. I'm like, I, well, in the immediate aftermath of the MHH meet and greet, I just wanted to get some pics out there, but – as I've been going through, I got some good ones. So he says, uh, said it before, the worst offense ever, timing way off. Yeah, it's a bit disjointed. Here's a big third and two. As we see Russell Wilson in the gun, of course, and the handoff to Melvin, and he gets stuffed. So big, you're going to on a your... short third and two, you're going to line up in the gun and run it. You're going to line up in the gun and run it. Haven't we seen this before with this team? What did it what did it avail the Broncos? Two fumbles on the goal line. That's what it availed the Broncos. They're going for it. They're going for the win, dude. Right here. Holy smokes. This is the game. Fourth and one. Hey, he better get this, man, because Hackett's going to be destroyed if they don't. Oh, baby. Here we go. They in shotgun again? No, he was under center and they called timeout. Um <sighs> fateful decision, but do you really want to? Hack it, dude. You can't go for a tie. This is the right decision. I'm not going to criticize him. Seriously. There's two and a half minutes left in the game. Go mm -hmm. try and win the game. Go win the game. You're in overtime. Go try and win. Just do it. Yeah, if this was 9-9 still, the first possession of the overtime period, I'd, I'd agree with you. But, you know, you have a chance to tie the game up and let your defense... Even though they're battered, I don't know, man. It's a tough position. I could see going either way. I just hope they get it because if they don't, he if he thought Seattle was a criticism, wait for this firestorm. Unless you get it. If you get it. Hero and the goat. So let's see what you got, Wilson. Can you – can you – oh, nope. They dropped McManus out, dude. They're going for the uh -huh. tie. Uh-huh. Can't risk it. <sighs> Watch it get blocked. <laughs> Oh, no, never mind. What the heck am I seeing? Wilson's out there. What was it showing me? Wilson's out there, fourth and one. Here we go. From the shotgun. <laughs> From the shotgun, boys and girls. And what, we get another timeout? I've got the, I've got the volume down, so I don't know. Yeah, timeout. All right, so that was Denver. The first timeout was Indy. Okay, okay. Um, where are you to man, dude? Appreciate you, big dog. Uh, Zach, this is fateful for Hackett because even though I do think it's the right decision because it's so deep into this overtime period, I'm saying go for it, but not everyone's going to agree with him on that. If they don't get this crucified, dude, this guy is going to be pilloried till kingdom come for the next 10 days. So he's showing some cashews here. I'll give him that. I didn't realize how deep into OT it was. Two two minutes and 38 seconds left. Yeah, I agree with you. If it was like five minutes, six minutes, I'd say maybe kick yeah, the field goal. Totally. Um, but yeah, pilloried isn't the word, man. He's going to be just 
pitchforks and and tiki fires coming at him uh, toward his office. He doesn't make this. But you know what, Chad? Regardless, even if they win this game, you shouldn't have needed overtime and all of overtime to take down the downtrodden Colts who might be the worst team in the NFL right now. And to do so with all field goals? Oh, my God. Incomplete. Oh, oh, I got a fired tweet. Hang on one second. You up, Sean Payton? Oh, okay. Now uh, we go from a morbid watch along where we all just like grimace in pain to what we're witnessing. Oh, that's ball game, dude. It's over. That's all she wrote for tonight on the uh, Denver Broncos. And it, it honestly could be all she wrote for the season. I mean, he had plenty of time, too. Of course, he went for the end zone. I, I guess going for run? the first down, going for the yard would be too much to ask for them. we got to go for the end zone. $250 million. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying that until the next game. $250 million. A quarter billion dollars. All for that. A 12-9 loss to the Colts at home in primetime. This is bad, guys. We can't sugarcoat this for you, okay? <clears throat> We're going to try and do our best to keep you from go- careening too far off into the weeds, but there's no sugarcoating this. We're presiding not only over a bad team, but George Payton, I mean, he's this close. If if Hackett's this close, Payton's this close, because who hired him? Payton. Do you remember what Rob Walton said? Hey, Mr. Walton, as they celebrate the ownership of the Broncos going to the Walton Penner Group, how are you feeling about the GM and the head coach hire, both of which were made before you got here? And they said, well, we're excited, but, you know, they'll have to perform. Zach, you pay Russell Wilson before he's suited up. Man, you AJ better was... be dang sure, dude. You know what you're getting. You better be sure. What do you think, Walter? Pa- or Walter what do you think the, Wal- <laughs> the Walton pa- Walton Penner group? Geez, I'm, I'm screwed up tonight. How, how are they feeling right about now? Can't be happy, you know, not great, Bob, to quote the uh, the meme, the gif on Twitter. Again, you paid $5 billion, you acquired, or they didn't, but, you know, you uh, came in after the acquisition of a franchise quarterback. I, I just don't see how you're happy with this, but what can you do? Do you pull the trigger? Do you get involved? Because, get Chad, Rob Walton and Greg Penner, they're not football people. They're not Jerry Jones who know the ins and outs of the game. They are business people, and they're leaving the football matters to the football people, including George Payton. George Payton just hired Nathaniel Hackett. So, again, the Broncos are stuck with them, man. You know what? I'm thinking to myself, all right, it's fourth and one with the game on the line. You're in the red zone. Why would you line up in the shotgun? You're taking away half of the guessing game for the defense, and you're telegraphing to them, we're going for the end zone. You don't have to worry about us just trying to pick up the yardage. We're going for the end zone. Like, dude, Kyle Shanahan in that situation, I can promise you something. He's not lined up in shotgun. And if he if he is, he's using that as some sort of a camouflage for something else that's going to be happening. This is some of the most uninspired, bland. Uh, I think of a lot of naughty words right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to them. Coaching, I've seen as Randy says, again, coaching, coaching, coaching. I, I think it's fair to argue the Pat Shermer offense was more effective with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater or any other quarterback inserted in there than the Hackett offense is with Russell Wilson. And I literally cannot believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Uh, it was a joke a few weeks ago, but it's something that I'm actually seriously considering now. Pat Shermer 
was more effective at getting offensive production out of the Broncos than the the boy wonder Hackett. Chad, I'm so sad because it's like all I wanted to do was cover a Broncos playoff game and a winning season. It's all I wanted. It's all I've been wanting since 2016, the last time I saw a winning record in Denver. And it seems like no matter what, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the Kelberman curse. I do not know. But there's something going on where the Broncos can't get over that hump. Maybe John Elway sold his soul to the devil for Super Bowl 50. There's got to be an explanation yeah. here. This is ridiculous. Jess says, call Sean Payton and tank for Ewers. Need results. Our D gave up 12. Yeah, I know. The defense, again, I mean, it's like shades uh, shades of the past. I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong verb uh, metaphor here. But the past is still the present, that gummit, where the defense is doing the heavy lifting only – you're spending a lot more, Zach, on offense because it's not just what you're spending on Russ. It's the money you gave to this head coach who's an offensive-minded guy who's supposed to be upgrading your your offense. Matthew says, should I uh, should have kept Drew Locke and drafted players. Shake my head. I don't care what people say. Russ is terrible. He's been terrible thus far. He's been not good. I'll say he's been terrible in three of the five games. That's what I'll say. He's been terrible in three of the five games and not very good in the other two. I'm not going to say he was terrible in the two wins, but because he, he got the drive in the fourth quarter in both those games. Aaron says, trash, regression, cost us how many picks? I know, dude. It's uh, mind-boggling. Sam Bam, thank you, buddy. He says, got to be freaking kidding me. This is an all-caps super chat. What a joke of a team right now. Unfreaking believable, Zach. He wasn't bad on the Broncos' two losses, Seattle and the Raiders. In fact, last week was his best game, but tonight he was objectively – uh, without a doubt, god-awful. I have seen rookie quarterbacks look a lot better than Russell Wilson, a nine-time Pro Bowler worth a quarter billion dollars now. I don't know what's going on, man, but you can't blame Hackett for Russell Wilson's inaccuracy, his interceptions. That was all him, and that's a throw throws you cannot make in that position, and he made them twice. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Yep, tonight Russell Wilson is one of the big reasons Broncos lost at home to the hapless Colts. Why are and you I even mean, targeting Tyree Cleveland in the end zone on that play anyway? Sorry to cut you off. I just saw a replay nope. of that, Chad. It's like that's also that's on Russell Wilson. You have to know, is there no other better receiving option that you can look toward? Is that your first read? If so, why why is it him? They have other receivers, and if that's on Hackett, why that personnel package near the end zone? There's so many questions and not enough answers. Well, and in that case, you know, they were also screwed by the football gods because Cortland Sutton, after doing some heavy lifting on that drive, exits the game temporarily. The play 
previous to that. He exits, and that's what necessitated Cleveland even being on the field. So if Cleveland's out of the groove, yeah, don't go to Cleveland on that pattern, especially when you know who's guarding him, who's who's actually in coverage on him, dude. Don't go to Tyree Cleveland there. Benji Clay, thank you for the super chat. It's great to see you. He says, uh, since we've all agreed to give up on the season, can we focus on a petition to switch to natural grass fields? We rode, we died. I'm done. Hashtag cut <laughs> rust. Yeah, that's some. That's some. No, I won't even say gallows humor. Like that's teacher, some gallows right? philosophy right there. We rode, we died. I'm done. The story of the post Peyton Manning Broncos, and it just continues on year after year after sad year. Plum Bob says, "I'm sorry, I'm done." The Colts beat us with Matt Ryan. I know, I know. Phil says, "Just speechless." It's not just Matt Ryan. It's the corpse of Matt Ryan who literally is so broken down at this point, but they still did enough. It's amazing. Without their best player on offense, best player on defense, they still came in and beat the Broncos in overtime, and they beat them like that. I uh, I struggle to recall a worse game I've ever seen in my life. Very speechless, just like Phil's uh, writing right here. Uh, Ryan says, I'm done watching them this year. Nothing else to say. But, fellas, you're both awesome. Keep up the good work. <laughs> All right. Adios then, I guess, Ryan. We'll see you when we see you. Appreciate you, big dog. Silver linings. Uh, um, go with God, my son. Jacob Foster, the silent one, will fill your pain. That silence right now, it's, uh, it's, it's a pregnant silence. It's sadness. It's apathy. It's anger. We feel it. We're right there with you, Jacob. Yeah, it's like, I would say apathy is a good word because we've all been through this before. We've all seen this movie before. We all know how it ends. I mean, the Broncos have all this hype. They start off decently strong and they just collapse in big situations. And yet again, for another year, the injury bug is just torpedoing their season. I don't know how many more players have to suffer before the Broncos internally investigate what's going on with the regimen, but something has to give. It's not working. Yeah, it's going to be hard to come up with a, a game plan tomorrow, Zach, as we like even think about our radio show tomorrow at 2 p.m. for the rundown to be anything other than fire everybody. Yeah. Like this is atrocious. That comment, Eric, by the way, thank you, buddy. Effing ridiculous, anemic offense, injuries, three looks like crap, playoffs are a pipe dream. Can we get a refund due to the lemon law? Too late. You got the only way to get a refund under the NFL lemon law uh is it has to be within the first three weeks of the season. So just outside your window, Naj, always a, a, a ray of sunshine. Not, but not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight. Absolutely heartbreaking, he says. Sickening and an unacceptable across the board. Optimism, kaput, season over again. Zach, let me throw it. No people might not really want to be in the mood to hear this, but didn't Peyton Manning go two and three his year oh. one in Denver? But that team, it wasn't racked by injuries. I mean, every point that you're going to make comparing the Broncos to teams of years past, they weren't racked by injuries like they are. They just can't overcome it. Even if the offense was humming, Chad, to lose your left tackle, to lose your RB1, to lose your wide receiver too, you don't have your right guard in there, you don't have your right tackle, you don't have your tight end. How can any team overcome that? And it's just compounded by coaching mistakes and talent mistakes on the field. It's just bad all the way around. It's a dumpster fire to the nth degree. So hold on real quick. So let me make sure I'm remembering this correctly. So win 2012 Peyton win 
loss. So that's one and two, two and two, two and three, and then the epic comeback in San Diego. So silent one. I wouldn't be doing my job as one half of your football priest here if I didn't bring up at least one modest silver lining. So silent one says the Denver Broncos future has never been more bleak. Russ is horrendous. Peyton has left the future cupboards dry. He rolled the dice. Yes, he did. Yeah. George Peyton rolled the dice in a big, bad way. And at the time, I mean, we can't all of a sudden pan this uh, like we knew this was going to happen. At the time, it felt like a relatively safe bet. Russell Wilson, nine-time Pro Bowler, 10 years in the league. Hold on a second. Let me repeat that. Nine-time Pro Bowler, 10 years in the league. You're getting him year 11. Led his team to the playoffs eight of those 10 years. So maybe, Zach, it's a situation where when Brady left New England, it answered the age-old question. Who was responsible for those dynasties? Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? We learned it was Brady. In this case, maybe what this is proving, Zach, is that it was more Carroll and that system and the Seahawks than it was Russ. I'm just floating that. I'm not saying that right now, okay? I'm floating that, and then we'll grab Sheldon, who says attack it with the play calling. Yeah, I mean, I, I would lead right now. I might be reactionary. I might be emotional, whatever. The hormones are flowing. That's why we have these gut reaction shows. But maybe Russell Wilson was carried by that defense, Chad, and the ground game and uh, the coaching. But it doesn't help. When you have a offensive play caller like Hackett, who looks like he's calling plays for the first time in his life, he has no idea how to sequence. He has no idea how to string together um, consistent plays that keep defenses off guard. Put on a tape, a highlight reel of even one series of Andy Reid and Kansas City and compare that to what Hackett does. It's child's play by contrast. Again, you're going to line up on fourth and one for all the marbles. From what was that? Like the six in shotgun. And you're just going to telegraph, hey, we're throwing it this time. Grant, uh, thank you for the super chat. Do the Broncos need to bench Wilson? No, nah, no. Nah. Trust me, you're not getting an upgrade in the form of Brett Rippon, my friends. Hey, Ron, what's up, dude? Ron, you don't need to super chat. You know this, bro. He says, uh, hey, guys, this offensive line play has been horrendous. What changes do you want to see on the line? Also, do you think Russ's decline? Or do you think it's Russ's decline or Hackett's system or both? So real quick, offensive line play, what changes? I want to see Lloyd Cushenberry sat the frick down. But now it's like, I think that needs to happen regardless of what we find out happened with Bowles' injury. He's a liability, dude. I'm telling you, he's half the reason Broncos running game is so anemic. He's half the reason why... Russ gets brutalized every time he drops back. I mean, that's the thing to keep in mind, too, is Russ has brought a lot of these hits and sacks on himself, if we're being honest. But, Zach, this offensive line, man, it's a sieve. So I think you start with Cushionberry, and this is assuming, of course, Miners can play ball. And even if Miners can't play ball, sit Cushionberry down, kick Glasgow over to center, and let Natani Muti play some right guard. That's what I say, Zach. And I think it's more system, but Russ's decline is pretty evident. There's some version of that here. Glasgow has been terrible. You know, he's a backup. He does not need to be starting at center or guard. And the fact that we're discussing that just shows how bad Cushenberry has been the entire line. And so I would be surprised if Bowles wasn't out for the season. Looked like he got his ankle broken, rolled up on. Uh, Not a good situation because he was the only decent, maybe above average lineman they had. But this is where I blame George Payton, Chad, because they have zero zero count them zero 
young, exciting linemen waiting in the wings. When Natani Moody is your most exciting lineman or a Luke Wattenberg, the next man up, that's a problem. They've ne- neglected the line for too long. They didn't address right tackle except for signing some has-beens in Cam Fleming and Tom Compton. Billy Turner's not the answer. Quinn Miners can't get healthy, and even when he's healthy, is he – a Hall of Fame guard. I think we're overrating him just a tad bit. Just because he's better than Glasgow doesn't make him just the answer to everyone's problems. So they have a major philosophical issue in Denver. And the issue was, we don't know their identity. Are they a passing team? Are they a running team? They can't do either overly well. They can't run block. They can't pass block. It's an abject failure all the way down the line. Patriot Texan, by the way, welcome in, everybody. We've got about 1,500 people in the room when you combine YouTube and Facebook. So we're glad to have you with us on a very painful night. We're here to help you exercise the demons. Patriot Texas, on the last play, Hamler flashed open. Russ forced it to Sutton. This team is going nowhere. Can we fire the trainer already? No one is ever healthy. We feel you, Tex. Seriously, we're over that, too. Uh, Wero says, can't blame Peyton or Hackett. It's player execution. Judy shows zero effort if the ball isn't in his chest and the defense tackles with the ferocity of a toddler. Um, I definitely blame Peyton and Hackett, you know, especially Hackett right now. But I think Peyton, you know, with what resources he had, it was a big gamble, but he's he's still gambling on Russell Wilson. I just think Hackett, it was the wrong chef. You went and got the ingredients and you provided a world-class kitchen. But you picked the wrong chef, dude. That's the problem. Um, yeah, I mean, Hueto, you're blaming the players, but who brought in the players? That would be George Payton. Who's coaching the players? That'd be Nathaniel Hackett. Like I said, it's not one or the other. And I feel like I've said this before because I have many times in recent seasons. It's everyone. It's not black or white. It's gray. It's not the coaches or the players. It's both. They're, they are all failing the Broncos right now terribly, and we're seeing the results. This is a new low. In Denver, just the fact that in that fourth quarter, that last Colts drive where they tied it up to force it to OT, this is why you can't give the defense a pass. They were utterly they were they were about as much resistance to the Colts and Matt Ryan, who is you look up impotent in the dictionary. Matt Ryan's face, okay, you let them go almost the distance, get a field goal. I mean, shame on that defense too. This is a collective suck here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mason Brown says, uh, I'm so over Broncos football. The injury bug's killing us and horrible QB play. Caden Stern is a beast. He did ball out. Glad to see him stepping up. Gordon looked subpar but didn't fumble, so I guess that's something. I didn't think Gordon looked subpar. I thought Gordon, for a game in which his O-line was not blocking it up for him, that's did right. pretty good. Did yeah. pretty good. He, he didn't have that 404-yard game like he did at Wisconsin before he was, you know, he was almost benched by that coaching staff. They decided not to do it because of fumbles, decided not to do it, and he ripped off 404 yards for a, a college football record. Jeff C., Broncos country, let's hide. <laughs> I don't know See why how, that struck me funny, dude, but it did. See how Gordon was carrying the football, though? Like, literally, like, he was smuggling a bomb. Like, he was he was right like, up, up, up close to his chest, and that's how you got to do it. I give Gordon credit for – Whatever it takes to hold on to the football and be a better player, he was not the reason the Broncos lost today. For for once, it was not Melvin. For once, it's like carrying his his little baby. You know, don't hurt my son. That he was holding on to that sucker. Uh, Alonso, what's up, buddy? Thank you, buddy. He says I give up on this team. Hackett is terrible. 
Vic Fangio must be laughing <laughs> as he eats his meatballs. Yes, indeed. While collecting yeah, he's, his millions he's, for doing nothing. I can promise you he's laughing. He's enjoying his vacation year while still making four or five million bucks. Uh, Smith Corona, 20 years, he says. Sorry to say I'm done. Wish you guys the best. Bye. Adios, my dog. Adios. You'll Hope we back. see you again someday. But uh, I think it's a, it's a little myopic to be going that far right now. But I feel you. The emotion, it's real. The disappointment, it's real. This is what, Zach, year seven? Right? This is year seven. If it continues on this track, which there's no evidence to suggest that it's not. Sorry for using double negative there, but this will be year seven. Maybe the Broncos have to suck seven years because of the deposit, they, the, the, the money they withdrew from the football gods bank to win Super Bowl 50, when honestly, by so many different rights, they shouldn't have, right? Peyton Manning doesn't play like 30% of the season. He's on his last legs. He's barely, He's a shell of himself. And that team wins the Super Bowl. I don't know. Dave from Georgia says preseason football in October injuries, stupid penalties. What am I missing? Uh, you're missing competency right now is what you're missing in the form of your Broncos. It sucks. EJ says the worst part is being clowned by Pete Carroll and John Schneider. Yeah, that's like what punctuates this whole thing, Zach. I've been having uh, words with Seahawks trolls up until two nights ago. They are still in my mentions bragging and clowning on Russ and the Broncos for that week one game. But you know what? I can't fight it anymore. Have at it, Seahawks trolls. You've deserved this, this moment of, uh, I don't know, of um... college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a thousand dollar savings plan deposit for sixth through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. I don't know, success, Triumph. rooting against Russell Wilson, rooting against the Broncos. I'm, I'm literally speechless as to what I just witnessed. And this th same thought that keeps going through my head over and over. You know what it is, Chad? The old Emmanuel Sanders quote, we are living in a world of suck. That's yeah. the best way to put it. I picture I picture, uh, I picture, picture Rob Schneider from Waterboy. We suck again. That's what I picture because everyone thought we were going to be good, but we suck. Mason Brown, name a better duo than Russ. And killing us on the goal line. I hate the Manning first season comps at this point. Hashtag should have ran it. Yeah. Uh, Silent One says, I sincerely believe that Russ, uh, the Russ trade will go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history. We'll see. We'll see. It's early yet. Um, Lando, thank you, buddy. It's good to see you. Hope you are taking and being a good steward of the Millennium Falcon while Han Solo gets 86 by his own son. A little patricide in a galaxy far, far away. So I hope you're taking care of the Falcon, but good to see you. MacDog says, I'm sad. I guess I'll have to mow the grass on Sunday now because I can't watch this garbage anymore. <laughs> Be more productive than watching the Broncos. I'll tell you that, MacDog. Aaron Lynch, you've been with us a long time, buddy. He says, life goes on, but I'm writing a strongly worded letter to the organization for a new liver. <laughs> Hashtag Denver makes me drink. Hashtag 
Walmart or Walmart Oregon transplants. Hashtag let's ride. Let's not let's ride. It's let's ride. I feel you. After everything Russ hyped, let's ride. You're going, wait a minute. What? We're all punch drunk right now. We've been through the ringer. The best thing about Russell Wilson is this Subway sandwich, Chad. It's spicy. I mean, <laughs> God, man. That's where we're at right now. This is the uh, the MHH pod after dark. Listen, I know people don't want to. People want to just careen for the cliff right now. But there's some sample size here. We, we got to look at this real quick. All right. I know you don't want to hear this. Malachi says, hold on. I'll, I'll put my thought here in a pin. Grab Malachi. some point, we got to say it. Russ ain't the guy. I'd take Locke, Teddy, or Keenum. This might be worse than any loss Vic had. We got another Flacco. All right. Maybe Malachi. I don't think so, though. Hear me out on this, okay? It's so early in the season. And I know this is bad. This is bad stuff. But you're talking about a quarterback who has, uh, you know, has been to the playoffs eight out of ten years. Does that avail him at all in this season? I'm, I'm, I'm mostly floating ideas here, all right? I'm not necessarily trying to hammer a takedown on you, okay? But has Russ already lost all of that cachet, Zach, from the nine Pro Bowls and whatever trust, belief, yes. faith? Has these five games completely – that's gone. Whatever cachet he got from the eight trips to the, to the playoffs, the Super Bowl, uh, nine Pro Bowls, that's gone now? Yeah, I'm a believer that past doesn't really transfer over into a new season. I, I mean, it, it looks good on his resume, and it looked good for the Broncos. They were able to sell Russell Wilson to the fan base and the media because he was a champion. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler, but that doesn't matter in 2022. It's a new season. It's a new opponents, a new system, new team, new everything. And Russell Wilson had to forge a new identity with the Broncos. And what is this identity? He's identity list, Chad. I mean, he's he's a no one right now. He's nothing. He's doing nothing overly well. The Broncos are doing nothing overly well. And they might as well have saved their money in their draft picks and, and trotted out literally any other quarterback except for him. That's how I'm feeling at this present moment. Banana Dude 069 says, the only thing worse than an angry fan base is an apathetic one. Fans leaving the stadium at a critical moment looks like the death of a franchise. It's true. We saw people bouncing as overtime was secured by the Colts. So you still had meaningful football left to be played in that one, and you had not a majority, but enough fans to make it on TV saying, adios, I'd rather try and beat the traffic than be here for whatever's going to happen in overtime, Zach. I don't blame you. You know, I saw a lot of Broncos fans heading for the exits uh, when it was going to overtime. I mean, they're paying their hard-earned money. They're out there on a work night giving their time and, and energy away to the Broncos. And what do they do? They're, I don't want to use a bad word, but they're, they're crapping it all the way, Chad. You know, they're just, every, any goodwill in the fan base is definitely gone now. I don't blame any fan for wanting to jump ship. A lot of season left to be played, but how does it get better from here? Even if they were to solve their offensive woes, can they solve and overcome the injury concerns? At this point, it's insurmountable. It's not looking good. Justin Jarvis says they just need to punt on first down. And they'll be good. Yeah. Just avoid the injury bug altogether offensively by punting on first down every time. I don't know if it's much of a strategy. Figueroa says, let's be honest, we could have we could have great play calling and a quarterback. Pardon. Let's be honest. We could have great play calling and QB play, but the drops and terrible O-line are killing this team. Russ, 
super inaccurate due to his shoulder injury, I'm guessing, but the O-line. I don't think it's the just the shoulder, to be honest. I'm sure that's part of this calculus, but he's kind, he's been like shockingly off target all season. All season. I mean, how many dimes has he thrown? Like where you're like, sit up in your seat and you're like, whoa, that was a $245 million throw. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one. I've seen him connect on some big plays here and there, but like no dimes and so often off target. Off, just the whole offensive operation is disjointed. Hackett's play calling is very, very uninspiring. It's it's easy for the defense to anticipate what they're going to do. And meanwhile, the offense can't block the run. They can't block the, the rush either. And so Russ is a sitting duck while he's back there making terrible, terrible decisions, off-target throws. It's not a winning formula. Cristiano says, evening amigos, right back at you, bro. Despite the atrociousness of the Offensive play calling and execution. I think the injuries are the worst outcome of the season so far. Zach, how much of the injuries factored into this uh, before we grab Chad, who says, when do we think about trading Sutton PS2 for draft capital? I'm not having a fire sale. I'm not at that point yet of the uh, of the freak out. But, you know, injuries do play a part. And like I said, it's hard to overcome when literally half your team is on the sideline. But in week one, for example, they were a lot healthier, Chad. And what happened? They lost. So it's been a continuing theme the entire year. And we have these little glimpses in the preseason. They didn't play the starters, but the problems that have arisen in the regular season, run defense, run offense, blocking on the O-line, they were prevalent in the preseason as well. And Hackett, because it's on coaching, because coaching, coaching, coaching matters so much, he did not do enough to correct it. He is not the savant that George Payton sold him to be. That's for dang sure. I think he mistook those savant, um, what he what he interpreted as savant tells for he's just he's just a goofball, really. He's just a freaking goofball that doesn't have the answers. You know, we used we've castigated John Elway for swinging and missing on the wrong quarterbacks, swinging and missing on the wrong head coaches. George Payton, hey, he played ball with the lame duck head coach, and he got his chance to hire a coach, Zach, and. He had a pretty good pick of the litter, let's be honest. I mean, he brought in Kevin O'Connell. Uh, who was the other offensive? Uh, he didn't bring in Brian Dayball. For whatever reason, he did not sit down with Dayball. But I think Dayball had already kind of made it known through his, for what it's worth, through his uh, representation that he, he had been told he's got an, the Giants' job as his. And so that probably factored in. But we can't dismiss George Payton. And the fact that the Penners and the, and the Waltons, they're cutthroat. All right, they're straight like Walmart capitalists. You either get the job done or you hit the bricks. Uh, Chikunu, Chikuno says this loss is all coaching. They could have kneeled and won at the end of regulation. Instead, they tried to please the fans by going for a touchdown. That's good. That's a good point too. They could have been much more strategic in how they managed the clock toward the end there, but I'm not sure it would have been enough to completely kill the clock for what it's worth. I love that uh, KJ Hamler told NFL Network's James Palmer, I could have, quote, I could have walked in on the final play. If only Russ saw him, apparently KJ was wide open, tried to force it to Cortland Sutton instead, and you're seeing the frustration boil over. Now, these are the the moments KJ ripped his helmet off, smashed it to the turf, was screaming. These are the losses and the moments that can fracture a locker room. So it's really incumbent on Nathaniel Hackett to pull them all together. I don't know that he has the the medal. He doesn't. M-E-T-T. For it. 
He doesn't. If anyone can do it, it's Russell Wilson, but he has to fall on a sword in order to do it, to maintain credibility. Does he strike you as the type of guy willing to fall on a sword and, and own up and say, look, I have, I'm as much, I've been as much of the problem as, as anything. I own up to it, but hey, rally behind me. I've been here before in terms of tough times, you know, running into the wall, so to speak, with the team. We came together instead of fracturing. We fought through it, came out the other end as you know winners of the nfc west or we got to the playoffs or whatever russell wilson honestly zach this is half of the appeal of russell wilson is the leadership qualities all right so if there's anybody in that building that can prevent the fracturing from happening because you're right this is the type of loss that can torpedo an entire season as far as a locker room just you know a keep to leave trying to choke out freaking um what was the tackle the former uh, Charger, Okung, Russell Okung, all right? This is the type of game that can see that happening in a, in a locker room. I don't think anyone has the wherewithal or cachet to prevent it except Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens. And you know what I haven't seen from Russell Wilson enough, and maybe it's just his makeup. I didn't follow him that closely in Seattle. I don't see enough fire. I don't see enough spit and vinegar from Russell Wilson. I know he's not that type of quarterback, but he has to show a little emotion, not be that robot like so many people paint him out to be. I want to see a little more of a galvanizing attitude in the huddle, on the sideline, whatever. Clapping your hands every now and then doesn't work, and the whole humble over everything else doesn't really cut it when you're losing these type of games. So maybe it's just Russ. Uh, Robert says the coach needs fired. How long do we have to let this clown kill the team? Stop the bleeding. I wonder how George Payton feels about this. And for what it's worth, Scott says third and four, two minutes, 14 seconds left in the game. The Colts had one timeout left. So if you look at the play sequencing, all right, so 214. Let me find 214. Stand by. All right, so 214. That was the beginning of the Colts' game-tying drive that forced it to overtime, and the, and the defense allowed that to happen. So again, we—it's this is a collective team loss. The defense did a lot of good tonight, but they couldn't close. Cristiano says, "Blame Hackett or Peyton for hiring him." Playoff teams can have roster holes. See the 2021 Bengals O-line. Nathaniel Hackett is doing a laughable job manning the O-line personnel. Well, it's also his O-line coach in those meetings. Butch Berry saying, no, this is our starting five. Yeah, you sure about that, Coach? Yeah, this is, it's a, it, it, it takes a village. Nash has another sleepless night ahead. Two minutes to go, and you throw away an easy field goal to go for the end zone. Why? The fourth and one at the end, and you, and you throw it in the end zone against their best cover guy? Why? These are decisions that are inexcusable. Because, and i sorry, it's been so fast. I can't remember who said it earlier, but it's because Nathaniel Hackett wanted to hear this. He was looking more for gratification than he was like strategizing what's my best play here to, to guarantee victory. I also think Hackett, uh, through his young coaching tenure, has shown a uh, proclivity to overreact and overcorrect and overcompensate. And I think he went for it because of the Seattle game, not going for it then, having McManus come out instead of Russell Wilson. Now he flips the script and maybe he should have kicked this time. You go for it with Russell Wilson. That's fine, but why that play call? And then when you boil it down on Russ, how did you not see KJ wide open in the flat? He could have strolled in there. It's just a collective failure like we've been talking about. I don't blame Hackett for going for it. Again, 
I castigated the man for not giving Russ a shot in fourth and five in Seattle. I'm not going to castigate him for giving him that chance finally in this one. It's Russ that failed to, uh, first of all, weird play design. I'm sorry. You basically telegraphed to the defense. You were throwing it. And Russ missed an open read, trying to force feed it to his security blanket. And, yes, Mike, we have hit rock bottom. But I don't know if it's another year of a wasted defense. We'll see. This defense was good, but it wasn't great. When the chips were down, it folded, dude. This defense folded like a freaking tent. Okay, so let's not pretend like this is the 85 Bears or even the 2015 Broncos defense. Well, they were without their safety, their inside linebacker, their two outside linebackers. You know, Draymond Jones is banged up as well. It's just so hard to overcome. And their cornerback in Ronald Darby, it's so hard to overcome injuries when your depth isn't great enough on defense. I'm not putting this loss on Azuro Evero. This is solely on Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and the offense for not getting it done. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I think in this case, that's one topic on the subject you and I will disagree on because nothing irks me more. Like, look, Vic Fangio, defense would... Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Just like tonight, you know, minus the takeaways. That's the one thing we never got to see with Vic was the takeaways. But they'd do just enough. They'd keep it within striking distance. And the offense would maybe go get that lead. And all Vic needed was his defense to get one stop. And it was over. And then game after game, they'd cave in those situations. The Broncos defense did cave tonight. They they did. And I think as much as we I'll, – I'll go with you at least this far, Zach. I'll say – the offense shares most of the blame here, but the defense, to me, is not blameless uh, no. or free of complicity. They're not blameless. I just think they were exhausted toward the end of the game, being no on doubt. the field series in and what series out, and the offense yeah. was doing them no favors. So, I, again, it's hard for me to fault the defense too much. We, uh, I, I feel like Michael Corleone, you know, just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. Paulie, no, 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 sorry, uh, Silvio Dante with the impression. <laughs> um, all right, we're at 53 minutes, and we got a crowd here, Zach, so let's just keep going and help people get things off their, their chest. Um, as we scroll down, let me let me try and catch up here with the chat. It's As you guys can imagine, it's red hot between 
uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch and Twitter. Um, a lot of Raiders trolls. Not too surprising. Go to bed. Hey, you know what? Whatever that your Super Bowl was last week. We understand it. Uh, proud Pharisee. Listen, it's not happening. Our coach sucks. And thank you. Very generous, by the way, Pharisee. Our our line sucks. We can't run. The offense just doesn't work. Doesn't work. We need to realize that we suck this year. We suck again. And that's that. The rest of the year is just watching Russ develop. Deep breath. Maybe they need it, Zach. Maybe the the this iteration of the Broncos with a first-time head coach and a new offense, and a, maybe they need a, a year to ripen on the vine. One thing's for sure. The one guy you saw complicit in this loss tonight that is impervious to whatever comes next is Russell Wilson. Broncos are stuck with him for at least the next three years, at least the next three years. So Nathaniel Hackett might get hung out to dry. George Payton, when this season's over, might get hung out to dry. But the Waltons won't have, because there is such a thing, they might be endlessly rich, but they are bound by the laws of the salary cap, and they're going to have to live with the Russell Wilson contract for the foreseeable. Hayden says, this loss really makes me question Peyton's draft picks. We could have upgraded our line and our linebacker group, but got two guys who won't play, especially when our line and LB group have not played well. I liked what I saw from Benito tonight. I'm not going to lie. Benito was part of that endless pass rush and pressure on Matt Ryan. But this was the first time this season he made any kind of contribution we could even modestly measure that. And I think more of that has to do with the Colts O-line being that bad. I mean, a literal turnstile would have been an upgrade on uh, their tackles. And to your point about having a wasted mulligan season, whatever, no. I think George Payton put his chips all into the center of the table, Chad, making the trade for Russell Wilson, picking up Randy Gregory for $70 million, DJ Jones for $30 million. You can't afford a year where you take it off. But remember what I said about KJ and those fractured type moments? Yep. This is from James Palmer. Hamler told Palmer he didn't even hear the post-game speech from Coach Hackett because he was still standing on the field trying to process everything. <laughs> what does that say? Not good, man. That means that no one is taking Coach Hackett seriously mm -hmm. when your third-year wide receiver who's done jack squat in the league ain't even listening to you, showing you, giving you the palm. You've got a credibility problem. You've got a cachet problem. That's that's not good. Uh, Orange says, guys, I'm done with Hackett. This offense is terrible, and I don't care about it being his first year as an excuse when you see other rookie head coaches uh, being way better than this. Aaron says, uh, you know, I can you know, I can get heated. Been angry for a long time. I'll never give up on this team or the community, though. Bleed orange and blue, fam. That's good. We need to hear that. People need to hear that. Aaron, hats off, big dog. Let me let me show you this beautiful bald dome of mine. Okay. Victor Palmgren, thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Very generous super chat. He says, now that I'm thinking about Hackett's play calling, why is it that Cortland and Judy switched roles? I see a lot of Judy going deep, Zach. Why is it that KJ Hamler can't get a deep ball thrown his way? I, I don't that's also, I think, factoring into his um frustration. He had one thrown to him against the Raiders. He made a good play on it. It's the coaching. And you know, I agree with the previous comment that said first first-year head coach or not, doesn't matter for Hackett. He's been calling plays in the NFL for quite a while. His dad was a longtime assistant for decades. And by the way, I know firsthand how bad Paul Hackett was. I think the apple did not fall far from that tree. Can anyone name the Lions offensive coordinator? I'll give you three seconds. 
No. His name is Ben Johnson. He's a relative no one. But right now, he's coordinating the number one ranked offense in the NFL. The Lions also have the, the worst defense in the NFL. But if you know what you're doing on that side of the ball, if you have enough creativity, and this is something we talked about under Pat Shermer, if you have enough creativity, you drop enough plays. You can win with Jared Goff. Who do the Lions have except for Hawkinson and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown? No one. They have Goff at quarterback. The Broncos have Russell Wilson and talent uh, abound regardless of injuries, and they can't do anything more than nine points at home against this Colts defense. Coaching, coaching, coaching. There's something to factor in about KJ and not being involved in the offense. It actually kind of ties in to what Dave's saying here. I don't want to hear anything about saving starters from the preseason ever again. The Broncos basically, you know, they, they wrapped him in swaddling clothes, right? KJ Hamlin, protect the baby. They held him out. He had zero opportunity to build any rapport or trust from the quarterback, even though Russ at this point, when a dude catches a deep ball like that, 55 yards, that alone should include Russ in a little bit. This dude can ball, but, I think, again, it trickles back to the the coaching. It trickles back to Nathaniel Hackett's uh, bordering on, like, paranoia in how he's handled certain players, K.J. Hamler included, Billy Turner, put him in the bubble wrap, pray to God uh, they don't break wind because you never know what could happen when a man's wrapped in bubble wrap and something like that happens. Oi, boy, Josh, dude. I need right now a rancid reference, dude, or else I'm just going to seriously call it a night, okay? He says, I'm going to ride with my team to the darkest part of any beer bottle and keep sipping slowly into madness till the sun rises on mile high like Gandalf at Helm's Deep. Iconic, right? When the, when the sun comes up over the top and who's there? Gandalf Greyhelm. Gray, Greyhelm? Greyhelm. There you go, buddy. I can live with, if not rancid, I'll, I'll, I'll live with that Lord of the Rings um, little Easter egg, buddy. Where else is the Seahawks are laughing? Nick Wright's blasting off. Yeah. Didn't need that uh, mental image. <laughs> 19 EHF. Explain this to me. Geno Smith and the Seahawks with the same scheme drops 40-plus points, but Wilson with better weapons uh, can't even put up 20. Um, it, it's okay. It's coaching. And Russ, Russ has not been good, but again, guys, I what resume does Hackett have here? All right, if we look at these, if, if we're to put on our Sherlock Holmes hats, okay, and we're going to deduct here, deduce, figure out what's going on, what resume body of work are you going to kind of err on when it comes to caution? All right, you're going to err on the side of the first-year guy who hasn't called plays in the league for four years before he got the head coaching job here? Or are you going to err on the side of the nine-time Pro Bowler, 10 years in the league, nine Pro Bowls. He's in year 11 as your Denver Broncos quarterback, been to the playoffs eight times. Now, I'm not saying that, Zach, to absolve Russell Wilson of any of the blame from what's happening right now. What I'm saying is if I had to put money on what this, the, the primal source here of the disconnect is, I think it probably starts with your most famous catchphrase, coaching, coaching, coaching. All I know is I wish that wasn't Gatorade I'm drinking right now because I can't get that the mental images and the stench off that from the loss off my mind, man. That was honestly a game that hurt my soul watching. But, you know, it is coaching, and I would put – it's like 60-40 right now in terms of blame. I put 60 on Hackett, 40 on Russell Wilson. But in Hackett's defense, 
he's not on the field throwing that ridiculous interception. He's not on the field missing receivers and dirting passes. I, I mean, it's both of them right now. They can win if one was struggling and one was excelling, but they cannot win when both are being so bad, depressingly bad. There also is an argument to be made that DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are better than yeah. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as a duo. All right. Brent, uh, Brendacho, at least right now in this moment. Okay. Brendacho says, I'm not quite ready to give up just yet, but we need to take advantage of this mini buy. Can Latavius Murray give our run game enough juice to be competitive again? No, he's not going to single-handedly. The If you want to see the running game come even close to the vaunted Mike Shanahan zone scheme of the days of yore, it starts with shaking up the offensive line. And you can't wait till you're true by to do it. You got to do it right now while you got a 10-day stretch. You got to figure out some solutions because the starting five you went with Ain't cutting the mustard. Kenny B says, I thought, quote, I thought there was one I could follow. There was one I could call King, right? Nice one. Appreciate that, Kenny. Um, all right, let me see. We've got about 1,500 Broncos fans in the room with us right now, Zach, writhing in emotional pain. Let's see what Proud Pharisee might have to say. He says, I'm actually happy we lost. And this season can assume the proper expectations it was meant to have. Let's cut the farce. Not the fart. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. The the to I, I don't know. Is that the second fart joke I've tried to make tonight? I mean, guys, forgive me. I'm as dejected as you are. But the actual choice of words in that order, let's cut the farce. I mean, come on. But, Zach, to his point, is this a good thing that maybe expectations, this will officially lower expectations? I don't know, Chad. That stinks, though, for sure, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the expectations were ever that low. I mean, I never thought they were going to win a Super Bowl in year one. I thought they'd be a playoff team. They'd win 10, 11, maybe 12 games. But no one, Chad, myself, Scott, most of y'all watching us right now, we did not expect the Broncos to be this poor this early on and so laughably bad to the point that they are memed and they are national laughingstocks worse than they were in the previous era. That's what I can't get over. They are a punchline right now, and the jokes are louder and the jeers are louder than they were under Vic Fangio and Drew Locke. That's the sad part to me. Guys, we got to say goodbye here soon because we got fish to fry with the uh, articles that need to get published, all right, at milehighhuddle.com. Silent One says, we'll take a few more, but we got to wind her down here. It says, George Payton won't be fired for the Wilson trade. He'll be fired for giving Russ $250 million deal before he threw a single pass for us. Good point. If he's fired, if this season continues on this trajectory, that will have been the biggest mistake. But you know what, Zach, I was a guy saying no, because I'm looking at sample size here. I'm looking at the consistency that was Russell Wilson in Seattle. And I'm saying, no, if it's a difference between having a happy Russ moving forward um, and a you know, slightly disgruntled Russ to open the season on his debut as a Bronco, just pay him. I was a guy that advocated for that. I'm not going to stand up here right now and pretend like I wasn't. Um, was it the right decision? Right now it doesn't look like it was, but Russell Wilson does kind of have a habit of getting the last laugh. So I'm not ready to totally put the kibosh on this season. James Todd says, as a Broncos fan, I can't do it. I can't do this all year. 
You can't score a single touchdown. Trevor Simeon didn't look this bad, and I'm being nice. And Trevor Simeon didn't have the expectations. That's part of the incongruency here that has fans so pissed. And, uh, to... and he had a Skittles jacket. I don't True. see a Skittles jacket with Russell True. Wilson. I'll take Skittles all day over Subway. Let's face it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tusaka says this offense is completely incompetent. True. We might be the worst team in the NFL. True. Put Rippin in. Nah, it ain't going to help you, bud. Pharisee with another super chat. You're on a roll, big dog. Thank you. This year is about one is Hackett it. He's already answered it. He says he isn't. Uh, Peyton needs to get a move on and bring in someone else. That's not going to happen right now. I mean, it would be like totally defying all of the laws of tradition in the NFL to fire a first-year head coach five games in. There's always a first time for everything, though, so I guess there's that. But two, he says, this year is about Russell's development. Can you imagine? The jury's still out on that, Zach. It's 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 not about Russell's development if, if Hackett needs to be fired. Because if Hackett's fired, what's he, what's he developing? He's not developing anything except just, what, rapport with his teammates? You know, Hackett needs to step it up. That's the bottom line. So does Russ. But I, I put this whole crap show, these first five weeks, squarely at the feet of Nathaniel Hackett. And I think, you know, right now, Russell Wilson needs to be that tight. He needs to own up to his own foibles within the locker room. He needs to grab K.J. Hamlin by the scruff of his neck and say, man up, big boy. I've been here before. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. Whatever cliches you got to throw, throw your weight around that cachet. Try and get your guys to continue to stay bought in because this is a dangerous kind of zone they're in right now, Zach. Uh, since we're already, it's not even Halloween, we're talking about firing the head coach and general manager. It would take like a catastrophically bad offense for Nathaniel Hackett to be fired during his first season. Even Urban Meyer got one season. Even Josh McDaniels got one season. So you're not going to pull the plug, I think, after year one regardless, but it's not going to happen anytime before that. And talk about firing George Payton. You know how many scapegoats George Payton has ahead of him before it's his butt on the chopping block? I mean, assistant coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, Hackett himself, they will all be gone before we even broach the subject of George Payton. He has the best job security in Denver right now. Well, but this is a new head. This is a new ownership group that, again, ruthless capitalists. All right, this is black. This is white. This is a bottom line outfit. I don't think he's impervious. And I'll tell you this right now: like, where maybe two or three weeks ago, I was saying, "Oh, the odds of Hackett being one and done." Come on, let's pump the brakes. I'll tell you this right now: if the trajectory of this season continues the way it has through five, he will be one and done. Call it a bold prediction. I don't think it's all that bold. They will fire Nathaniel Hackett at the end of this year if he doesn't turn this around like quick. Peyton might survive it because you said he might have enough of a, an excuse because, hey, he got lauded for that first uh, draft class, right? He went out and got Russell Wilson. It's going to be easy to – it would be easy, I would think, to explain to a new ownership group, hey, look, I got half the equation right. I just picked the wrong head coach. Let's find a new head coach. And then he'd probably get that opportunity. Alonzo says – it's not the fact that we're two and three. It's the way those games have gone. How did we get there, man? Or how did we get here, man? Um, Pharisee says, aside from Hackett's incompetence and Russ's issues, the line sucks and we'll never win with that line that has Kush Reisner, Glasgow. Yeah, but I think the the shortest distance all right, to, to, to fixing things, you can't bench all three. 
first thing I, uh, dude, I mean, how many more times you got to see Cushenberry like put on his butt as a guy like DeForest Buckner goes straight, basically untouched uh, to Russell Wilson before you go, okay, yeah, this is, this is not good. I mean, they were this close to of losing Russ tonight, granted on one of his own interceptions where, you know, he was trying to make a tackle and tried to play football unlike Teddy Bridgewater last year, but I digress. Reisner, Glasgow, they are not good. They haven't been good, but I don't think they're as much the problem as Cushenberry because both of them, one of the reasons they're suffering is because they keep having to help him. So get him. You got to do something to shake up that O-line, Zach. I'm sorry. On that Melvin Gordon screen in overtime, I was shocked to actually see Cushenberry downfield blocking, not at the line of scrimmage or behind it or on his back. So, yeah, I've been an advocate for of his, a supporter of his through all the criticism, but he is bad, capital B bad. And to the previous point about how it's not the Broncos are two and three, it's how they got to two and three. They've won their games in spite of the coaching and the offense, and they lost the games because of the coaching and the offense. That's the problem. Those two things were supposed to be the solution to the Broncos' long-standing Achilles heel. They've always had good defenses in the post-Peyton Manning era for the most part. It's the quarterbacking and the head coaching and play calling that left so much to be desired, and they, Hackett and Russell Wilson, are letting them down way more than either of us, Chad, could have predicted. Guys, we got to get going here very, very soon. So we got, we'll rapid fire some supers. Patriot Techs, maybe this roster's talent was overrated. I don't see it. Break it up, start over. At least sucking so bad would have a reason. Hashtag Brownco's football. Carlos says, I'm done with Broncos football for the rest of the season with the holding in the barf emoji. Um, J Boy says, The new owners need to fire uh, the GM, George Payton, and hire Peyton Manning as GM. Peyton, I don't think. Manning, I don't think he wants that smoke, to be honest with you. Could we hire um, him as quarterback? Yeah. Uh, I'll take him. Or Chad Corey, Powers. Yeah, let's get Chad Powers in here. It's got to be a modest upgrade. I don't know. Corey H. says, I saw guys wide open, wide open on numerous plays. We need to figure out quickly who's at fault for missing him. This isn't the first game where that happened. I think missing wide open, there's only one explanation. That's your quarterback. Lucky uh, Hackett brought in because they thought A-Rod was coming I don't know. I think that was part of it. It wasn't the only reason. I, I really don't. Um, question should – sorry, Scott, you just you, – you got it, buddy. Should George Payton be fired, Zach, quickly? Not yet, no. Agreed. It's way too soon. Way too soon, bro. Um, give it a little bit more time. It doesn't seem like time's going to do much to heal these wounds. It seems like this is a team that's definitely thrown up every signal flag that we're going nowhere this year, but – it's just too early to do that quite yet. Pharisee, yeah, the D caved. Yes, they did. It did cave. Uh, Mike says defense was worn out due to garbage offense. That's part of it. I'm not saying that's not a part of the calculus here, but they did cave to Matt Ryan in the clutch. So you can make excuses, but that happened, okay? Uh, Hackett is a buffoon, Pharisee says. Drop the mic. You ain't lying. Kneel in. Russ is playing horrible. Hackett should be fired. But also, I'm starting to think our receivers aren't as good as we thought. That's for sure. Take away Cortland Sutton, ball game. It's over because Russell Wilson doesn't seem like he wants to throw it to anybody else. He'll force feed it to Sutton in double coverage. So that's all a defense has to do. 
take away Sutton and Russell Wilson is flummoxed. Last one, I'm serving it back to you, Zach. Jaw Jaw Hatter, overreactive, impulsive decisions like firing a first year uh, head coach is what sees us lose Rich Gangarello in favor of Pat Shermer. Deep breath, real Broncos faithful. I just take a little umbrage to the saying the Broncos receivers aren't as good. Are you using them to their full capabilities is my question. I don't think they are. KJ Hamler should get multiple deep ball opportunities per game. Jerry Judy should be used as a vertical threat as well. I don't like his effort, though, or lack thereof. He should have dove for one of those passes, Chad. He hasn't showed the fight for the ball. But Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, that's good enough to win with if you can scheme them open like a good, competent coordinator would. That being said, they sorely, sorely, sorely missed two things. Tim Patrick, number one, and number two is a capable, above-average tight end. Who they have on the field currently, the Sawbirds, the Albertos, just don't cut it. They're not safety blankets. They're safety washcloths. Uh, Timmy, uh, stop, stop. Do you all remember Peyton's first season? He started two and three. Give it a bit longer before you hit the panic button. Russell is not Peyton. That's where the comparison ends. Russell's a good quarterback. He's going to go down as one of the best of all time, but you can make the case that Peyton is the best of all time. They are nowhere close. To me, Russell Wilson was always a tier below the Peytons and the Tom Brady's. Thank God Sam Bam says we beat the Niners. <clears throat> Pardon me, if we were at one and four legit, uh, if we were at one and four, I would legit would be throwing in the towel right now. Two and three is still salvageable, but geesh, this is bad. Yeah, it's the complexion of how they're two and three. That's what's gonna that's what really tells the story. It's not just the record, it's the complexion of how we got here. Nash says the play calling is completely discombobulated. It's like Peyton went into a frat house and hired two freshman pledges as head coach and OC. I think Russ made those calls at the end of the second half and the game. He wanted the glory. Shake my head. Could be right. Uh Pharisee, it may be sad, but Hackett's first month made it clear that I only made it that I only felt my blood boiling for like 15 minutes. I mean, to the previous thing, I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, they're two and three. It's not oh and five or one and four, but they have the Chargers next. Chargers have Justin Herbert. He's a little better than Matt Ryan. Their defense is a little better than the banged up Colts defense. So if they can't get by Indianapolis with Indy handing them the game here, I don't want it here, take it. And the Broncos are saying, no, you take it. I don't want it. <laughs> that If they can't get it done tonight at home in prime time with an opposing coaching staff, again, on the ropes, do we have any faith they can get it done against better competition like the Chargers? Like, God forbid, Kansas City. I don't right now. Proud Pharisee, imagine Hackett has no idea what he's doing. Russ and the offense have no sync. The line doesn't even know Wilson's cadence well, but Hackett decides we don't need a preseason. I know. I, this is about more than the preseason, but it's part of the uh, complexion of this whole thing. Uh, Mja, Mja2873 again. Thanks, bro. Is it possible to trade Wilson for some first-round picks? No. Aaron Lynch, win or lose, God hates the Raiders. Let's despam the chat a bit, A-boys. Yeah, Scott's working on it, but uh, it's like whack-a-mole. You know what I'm saying? Um, like Dustin throwing in a super chat. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that, Chargers fan. Swag Nation says uh, – Yeah, fans. News uh, Man, Russ is washed and Hackett needs to be fired. He has no idea what he's doing. This is sickening. I know, guys. I know. But listen, we got to get going. Thank you, everybody who spent time with us tonight. I, I would tell you to keep your chin up. I'm going to tell you, keep your chin up. Just do it. What, what good is it going to do you to go careening off the cliff? It'd be easy, but what good is it going to do you?
Yeah, I don't know. I would say uh, let's not. Chris Hernandez, appreciate you. $9 super. So appreciative. You always coming in and popping in and being with us. Um, you also have to look in the mirror and be real and be honest and just admit to yourselves the Broncos season is not going and will not go as we all thought. Injuries are going to be the death blow to this team, the coaching, the quarterbacking. It's not in sync right now at all, not even close to it. So I'm not going to say – you know, jump off the ledge, but it, I think it's okay to sit on the ledge and, and get a feeling for how it, you know, how it is. And sometimes misery loves company. So that was on that note, the MHH pod for this evening, the gut reaction to the Broncos, just stupefyingly bad loss to the Indianapolis Colts. Follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle myself at Kelberman NFL and Chad at Chad and Jensen. I don't know why your things aren't on there. And our producer, Scott, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merchandise, like you see the hats Chad and I wearing, the shirts Chad's wearing, uh, go to huddleuppod.com and get yourself I some merch. Fix that, by the way. And facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, as you see taking below you, please, guys, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. That it does. Shout out to all of our great Super Chat superstars. It's not showing up tonight, so... I don't know why, but I will uh, send out a, a tweet thanking everybody that threw down some stars or super chats tonight. You know who you are. Special shout out to Pharisee, uh, EJ, Naj, and those who were multiple supers tonight. We appreciate you. Seriously, you uh, make it worthwhile. You help us keep the lights on here. And because of that, we're always going to keep coming back, even in the depths of apathy, the depths of just abject What's what's I'm like at a loss for words. We keep coming back though because of you guys. So we love you. We appreciate you. As Zach said, uh, we'll uh, we'll be back ourselves Sunday night. But tomorrow, you got Legends of Mile High on the bright, and then you've got uh, Dove Valley Deep Divers. So stay tuned for that stuff, guys. And if you want to hear more of our reactions to today's game, we're on the radio tomorrow, Mile High Sports, 98.1 FM in Denver, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll be reacting to the game, but uh, try to have a, a, a decently good end to your night. Uh, as Chad said, if you want to take his advice, keep your chin up, but also take my advice and just look at the Broncos in the mirror and realize they're not as good as we thought they would be. You know, we, we, we crown their ass too soon, to quote the late, great, uh, Denny Green. But that's going to do it for today's podcast. Have a great night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 